promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by the General Building Contractors Association. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. 2018 was a record-breaking year for tourism across greater Philadelphia. The region had more than 41 million visitors from around the world who came to see the sights and sounds of this dynamic community. From learning more about how this country was founded, exploring historical markers in places like Valley Forge and beyond, to appreciating world-renowned art exhibitions and floral displays, and great shopping in King of Prussia and along Walnut Street, to enjoying the amazing food scenes in places like the Reading Terminal Market and award-winning restaurants. People from all corners of the globe are coming to visit and appreciating all that Greater Philadelphia has to offer. So we know that each visitor is unique. They're looking for various levels of service and features and cost from their hotel experience. And our first story in this episode, it showcases a young entrepreneur who's looking through a different lens when it comes to hospitality. Andrew Carlone, he's the founder and CEO of Carl Homes, and he's delivering a customized experience for guests from all walks of life, from business leaders who want something more than that traditional hotel stay, to Hollywood VIPs who need long-term housing complete with high-end amenities. As Andrew explored options for his career, he quickly realized that he wanted to declare his independence and forged his own path to success in business and in life. So I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to be judged based on a standardized test that doesn't really, in my mind, signal my intelligence, but it's going to dictate how much scholarship money I get, which universities I get into. And that's where I kind of got turned off to the whole situation and begrudgingly went into college. Once he realized that he wanted to have greater control over his career and truly embrace his role as an entrepreneur... Andrew set out to create something new, something that filled an unmet need. We sat down with Andrew and his colleague Ken Myers to learn more about Coral Homes and how this niche, customized hotel service is making some big waves. Here, Andrew shares for us what makes Coral Homes so different. So we're a boutique alternative accommodations provider who works with clients coming and visiting Philadelphia for a few days, a few weeks, or a few months at a time. And we provide them with beautiful, hand-selected properties, more or less apartments, that we design, furnish, and manage entirely ourselves. That's a really interesting concept. So this is an alternative to traditional hotel space. And you're really appealing to a niche audience, I would think, but I'm not 100% sure. Who typically would stay at a Coral Homes residence? Sure. So at this stage, we're definitely more of a boutique shop. And our approach is through the lens of a highly curated experience. And that informs how we pick our properties and as a result, the client tell who we work with. And up until this point, we've worked with a wide spectrum of guests, people coming and visiting Philly for vacation from you know the Netherlands or a staycation from New Jersey or within Philly, the suburbs, to movie stars coming to Philadelphia for a new movie production and who stay with us for a few months at a time, as well as business executives and pretty much anybody you'd imagine in between. But 
really driving the focus around more high-profile extended state clients. And that boutique offering that you mentioned, you can really provide some special kind of customized needs that maybe isn't available at a traditional hotel. Can you share with us a little bit of some of those examples? Absolutely. So I think that comes in a few different forms. At the property level, because we work with a flexible model that we go in and partner with property owners, whether that's a small boutique walk-up building or a large luxury apartment building, we're able to access the type of inventory that doesn't require us to build a hotel. We can simply plug into this existing inventory and put our stamp on it that you wouldn't previously have access to. So not only is it the type of real estate that we get into that is boutique, but it's actually taking it a step further in how we furnish it. Particularly in our old city destination, we styled each of the nine suites that we have on our penthouse floor over there individually as signature suites. And when throughout that process, you know, we craft each space very intentionally, but we also partner with local street artists and photographers, you know, to commission one of a kind pieces to install into the rooms that marry with the style. And then on top of that, and really arguably what's most important is the actual service. So if you're an extended state client and you're staying with Coral Homes, it's not a traditional hotel model where you have a concierge at the front desk. Okay. In the buildings that we operate, there typically is someone who mans the front desk, but they don't provide guest services. What our team and our guest experience team really is responsible for is being that 24-7 around the clock digital companion, your concierge, who you can reach out to for a dinner reservation, for a Wi-Fi issue, mm-hmm. to coordinate weekly housekeeping. And they're car, a local- Car service. Car service. Generally, whatever it is you need, we figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then that high level of personalized service that's sort of behind the scenes but still has that personal touch we found to be a really unique element of you know having your own host in the city but not kind of sleeping in his house like you might find in some of the other models out there today or at the front desk. He's kind of available through mobile. Coral Homes is a really unique concept. You've been doing this for a little over three years now. Mm -hmm. How has it evolved and where did you come up with the idea? Sure. So it's kind of interesting. The name was based on a really big idea that we had which was based on the original idea of an Internet of Things application Mm -hmm. that we wanted to build an app that could connect to all the smart devices within a home to create this totally living smart home ecosystem. So when I'm on my way home from work or from class or whatever, my house knows this and can come to life. And when I'm walking up to the door, the door is unlocked, set to the temperature that I love, the music I like is playing, the TV show, whatever. We had this totally tech utopian vision for how to live. And we thought that if you were to create a network of those homes, you could create a seamless and symbiotic living experience that people could live and work and travel within these network of coral homes, similar to that of the experience you'd find for like a fish in a coral reef. So it's a little outlandish of a concept, but we actually see that play out today and kind of building off of the original idea, which was the Internet of Things application. Well, Andrew, how did we get to property management? Mm-hmm. It's been three years of a dogfight, figuring it out in the trenches, you know, living and working really closely with our customers, but in the trenches of this industry, figuring out where the biggest opportunities were. And to take a step back, I had the idea in December 2015, I was a sophomore at James Madison University at the time, 
And, you know, we found this really fancy concept about this Internet of Things, but it didn't solve a pain point for anybody. Right. And we got some good advice early on that really holds true today. So this is a cool idea, but this is a vitamin. Right. And what you need to build is a painkiller, right. something that actually solves a real problem for people. So we dialed it back and we figured, okay, how can we apply a lean startup mentality to build a really quick and dirty prototype and get it into the hands of customers for something that actually solves a pain point for people. And what we found was that Airbnb guests staying in a stranger's home, aka their Airbnb host home, Mm -hmm. had a really hard time figuring out how to use all the devices and appliances or really just get the most out of the home and the neighborhood. And the only solution that a guest had at the time or really to this day was a piece of paper in a binder or a long email or text from the host house manual. And because it was a piece of paper with the boogers or the coffee stains all over it, it was outdated. The guests just weren't reading it. And so they were always calling and texting the host, asking them the same you know, simple questions that they could answer for themselves. Yeah, right. They were already provided for them, but they didn't engage in that tool. Exactly. You know, it was analog. It wasn't user-friendly or comprehensive. And so our, you know, go-to-market really was this digital house manual. And it was as simple as that. We built the prototype in, you know, a few days and reached out to some hosts on the web, got them to send us their house manual, and we gave them a guidebook in return. And we used that to really steer the direction of the business, which was Coral Homes, the software as a service business for the first year and a half. And along that process, we raised some venture funding, really tried to grow the business as a technology startup. And along that journey, we lived in Airbnbs, which is really key to kind of how we approach the product. So we wanted to live with and as our users. But also in this grander vision of being able to live and work all over the world now, which is now made accessible through the sharing economy. So what we did was we started in Boston Mm -hmm. and every two or three days we moved to a new apartment, really a new Airbnb and then to a new city every few weeks. So we were in contact with the problems we were trying to solve as guests, but also living in the homes with the hosts who were also our users every day. And that allowed us to build a really fantastic software tool that was, you know, and is still now used today by around 12,000 properties all over the world. And over 150,000 guests have used their hosts or their host coral guide to help facilitate their stay. And, you know, we found it solved the big pain point for people. It was stopping the questions. It was streamlining the communication. It was improving the guest experience. And then you got to this point where you wanted to evolve. Totally. And and you went from providing a a software solution, an Internet of Things concept, if you Mm -hmm. will, as you described, to really getting involved in the property. Absolutely. So where that transition came into play was we wanted to be hosts now, right? We lived as guests. We needed to become hosts because the guidebook tool really was our Trojan horse to building a property management system for these types of accommodations and consolidating the tech ecosystem for these properties. Mm -hmm. So we became hosts. And at the time, I'm like 21, barely 21 with no income or no credit. What we did was we partnered with a realtor who had a homeowner with a condo that wasn't selling, it was sitting vacant. And so with no money out of our pockets, we were able to convince this homeowner to rent furniture that we picked out, buy all the supplies to turn it into an Airbnb. And so that's when we started to manage a property. And three or four months into it, we realized, you know, holy crap, we can take this apartment and we can service it and we could turn it into a short-term rental. And by doing so, we can take 
what would have been a 12-month lease for about $1,200 and generate $3,400 on a monthly basis. And so there's a tremendous amount of additional value you can create through an operating model like this. And looking back on our experience having lived in Airbnbs, people want to stay in these types of accommodations, but the quality and consistency is is so variable because Airbnb is just a technology company. It's a marketplace that connects two people. There's no management in the equation. And so if we're able to control the guest experience by managing the properties, designing the room so we can brand the whole experience and use our technology to create a unique guest experience and ultimately scale a network of these homes, we could start to carve out a next generation hospitality brand. And that's where we made a pivot and- That's where you are today. That's where we're at, man. That's That's what's going on. I love it. And that's a great segue to include into our conversation, Ken Myers. And Ken is part of the Coral Homes team. He's focused on strategic sales and awareness building. And it's really, you're at a key point now, just over three years. So the focus is on growth. And Ken, Mm -hmm. no pressure, but how are you and the team at Coral Homes focused on raising awareness and really from an international perspective, as well as a national (sighs) perspective, looking at ways to engage that clientele that is a perfect fit for Coral Homes? Yeah, it's a really good question, and I think it's a loaded one as well. (laughs) But to answer that, I, I think what I'll do is break it down, what our approach is. Firstly, I think one of the big pain points now that the accommodations and hotel industry is facing, and I traveled for almost 10 years, four to five times a week throughout Asia, throughout Europe, where I also lived as well. I lived in China, lived in Germany as well for some time. Mm-hmm. And one of the pain points that the accommodations industry is facing is it's just becoming stale. It's falling into what uh, many business majors have studied, the term the red ocean. So one of the big things that we're focused on is creating a blue ocean niche in the market. And that blue ocean niche is really centered around what Andrew discussed already, not just a curated luxury boutique accommodation service, but also an entire experience. And that experience can entail everything from check-in to check-out, even before you even reach a hotel. So that can encompass the moment you step off that plane to the moment you get back on it as well. So that's one of the big things. Instead of desegmenting, is desegmenting the entire process, really offering an A to Z solution. That's one-stop solution or one-touch solution for the guest or the client, whoever that may be. On the other hand, one of the big things we're also focusing on that I think really differentiates us as well is working closely with local entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. local startups to promote their brands instead of using that big corporate partner or that big corporate service provider to partner with in the hotel itself. We're actually going on the ground to partner with local entrepreneurs as well. So just to give you a little insight into that, that might be you know going to one of the local roasters here in Philadelphia and using them to source the beans. Coffee for roaster, yeah. Coffee gotcha. roasters, mm-hmm. right. To source the beans and provide that for the guests for an in-house experience. It might be local juicing companies as right. well where you might provide them with drinks in-house, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Sure. So it's really very much centered around partnering, promoting the efforts of young entrepreneurs and young startup companies as well to also really promote them within the city, what we're doing. So we're focusing on that. And then also as well, kind of having a symbiotic relationship with Philadelphia 
and in the grand scheme as we expand in the cities also having a symbiotic relationship with them so kind of providing more transparency regarding the city to our guests really promoting marketing the city itself getting people attracted in what Philadelphia has to offer while at the same time servicing them when they do visit the city or when they come here on business, whatever it may be. So the symbiotic approach is really important for us as we build out and as we expand and scale the business as well. The vision Andrew has for transforming the hotel industry is intriguing and his entrepreneurial spirit is inspiring. Listen to our full conversation with Andrew and Ken at 1210WPHT.com slash select. Up next, a family business brings diversity and top quality service to an industry that we often take for granted. With a workforce of just over 3 million people, Greater Philadelphia is the sixth largest region in the country for employment. Learn more about what's driving growth at companies large and small in the Greater Philadelphia region at selectgreaterphl.com. The only Augustinian Catholic University in the nation, Villanova values a personalized experience where teachers and students are partners in learning and scholarly inquiry. Learn more about Villanova University at villanova.edu. Hey, everybody. It's Matt. My team and I at Select Greater Philadelphia are so proud to bring you the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio and podcast program. These amazing stories of business success and economic development and transformational projects, well, they're really inspiring, and we hope you agree. I want to thank the team at General Building Contractors Association, also known as GBCA. Without their belief in us at Select Greater Philadelphia and their highly engaged support of this podcast, we could not do what we do every Every day to showcase the business assets of our 11 county community. The expert construction professionals who are members of the GBCA are literally helping to build the future of Greater Philadelphia. Learn more about all that GBCA does to advance the commercial, industrial, and institutional construction industry by visiting GBCA.com and join me in thanking General Building Contractors Association for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. As one of the 10 largest banks in the U.S., TD Bank has approximately 2,600 employees and roots, tracing back to the community for over 150 years. Learn more about TD Bank at tdbank.com or call 1-888-751-9000. Select greaterphl.com for stories of our collective community and the mission of Select Greater Philadelphia to grow the economic vibrancy of our region. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia. The signing of the Declaration of Independence by the Second Continental Congress in the summer of 1776 is a milestone moment. The physical, tangible act of declaring a new path for what has become the United States of America. We're fortunate to record and produce this program about 100 yards from where it all happened, Independence Hall. While walking past this historic landmark, I'm reminded that we can accomplish amazing outcomes when we're willing to take a risk, try something new, and yes, embark on that path less traveled. The men and women of the late 1700s who called this community home are perhaps the ultimate entrepreneurs. And our next guests who took their risk in 2006 are no different. I think we both are stubborn in that we hate to take instructions from anybody and so we can never work for anybody else but even more than that I think 
entrepreneurs know they're going to be entrepreneurs early on. As Kristen Smith of Smith Flooring notes when talking about how she and her husband started their business, they recognize the importance of independence. Kristen and her daughter, Angelique Hunter, who leads the company's marketing efforts, joined us to provide insight on their family journey when creating their company, Smith Flooring. We asked Kristen to take us back to that day that she and her husband declared their independence and embarked on their entrepreneurial path. It was June 13, 2006, and I know it because I have to document it on all of our all of our documentations legally. So that was I, the date. I love that you know the date precisely because oh, yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of dates as well. Mm-hmm. They are milestone moments in our lives, and right. clearly June 13th of 2006 was a milestone moment in your life, in your husband's life, and in Angelique's life as well. That's true. Absolutely. So it was June of 06. Take us back to, I'm going to guess, you know, June of 05 is Mm -hmm. probably when those wheels started to turn around. Should we do this? Should we launch our own venture? And where and when and why and how? So right around 2005, my husband and I started talking about actually starting a company. Mm -hmm. And so we set up in the basement a small company and thought about how we would make it work and started getting things like cabinets and desks. And as it would turn out, a friend of his dad's was leaving commercial flooring in the Philadelphia area and said to us, would you like to take over my book of business? And of course, you know, we jumped on it, didn't know how we were going to do it, which I guess is what entrepreneurs do all the time. Sure, I can do it. Right. And so after that, he helped us actually for about a year, get up on our feet, get our legs straight. And he retired, and from then on, we had an office in the basement. Around 2006, when we started the business and incorporated, I left my job in corporate and came to work with him. And it really, I don't know if you can believe in divine intervention or miracles or whatever. Sure. I had earned my MBA by that time. And I had always worked in every function of business. I went from like the mail room to like the boardroom. I literally sat in each of those functions. And so I knew business. And my husband has always been a floor layer. And so he knew the field. He knew the guys. He knew, you know, personalities, behaviors, how to get people, motivate people to do jobs. And so it just was not only a good marriage for us personally, but a good marriage in business as well. And one of the things I'm really hearing, actually, is timing. Yeah. The timing here connected on so many different levels. Mm -hmm. You had just completed your MBA. You had been thinking about venturing out onto your own to create your own husband and wife team company. And then you get this phone call from a colleague who says, listen, I'm transitioning. Do you want to buy our book of business? And I'll work with you for a while. And that lineup had to be you know, really inspiring. And the catalyst that really calls you guys to say, let's do it. That's right. And you know, in business, we always say that you always have to be prepared for that next opportunity. And it just happened that you know all ducks were in a row. And yeah. we were really prepared to do it. And I want you to talk with us a little bit about the engagement you had with the gentleman who came to you and said, listen, I'm looking to sell my book of business. That's To me, that's really unique in that you had almost a mentor in a way, although certainly your husband, Jim, an experienced professional in the flooring business, right. knows what he's doing. Hmm. But the business side of this is a little bit more of a challenge. And to have somebody who can help guide you for 6, 12, 15 months or so had to be really beneficial. Priceless. It really was priceless. And here's the kicker, too. We're MBEs. Not only are we a woman-owned company, but we're a minority-owned company. Mm -hmm. And so for minorities in the construction, 
education field, it's pretty tough. The barriers are there already, you know, just being an industry where if you're not familiar with it, right. no matter who you are, you're going to have a tough time. But to be a minority and never have that, say, prior family history about the industry, it's really tough to get in. And so what he did for us, what this family friend did for us, was help us navigate all of those things that we never would have figured out right. by ourselves. All those unknowns. Oh, that- gosh, you'd never know what you don't know. I can honestly say for me, I've had a great experience. But I'll tell you what, if you know what you're doing and you prove yourself, once the guys see that, then it's nothing but respect. That's Heather Jones of the Smith Flooring Team. We caught up with her while she was delivering on her craft at a project at the iconic Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts on North Broad Street in Center City, Philadelphia. Now, after working at an engineering firm for 30 years, Heather decided to shift her professional gears, strike out in a different direction. And she today is a highly skilled laborer helping to install flooring at projects large and small. As diversity in the construction industry continues to grow, it's really encouraging to hear that women in the trades are treated with respect, treated as equals, and that people from all walks of life are encouraged to enter an industry and to grow their skills in a field that historically has been dominated by men. Angelique, I really wanted to turn to you to ask a question about how you are inspiring other young people, whether they're male, female, regardless of ethnicity, to get involved in in really the professional trades like a flooring organization. Yeah, so when I first started, I basically focused a lot on the rebrand. And once I was finished, I had all these ideas about how to get people excited about construction as I was, because people didn't believe me. Like, you're in construction, you're a fashion girl, like, no way. And I just made it my passion and honestly, like, my mission to get younger people involved in this industry. So I started a workshop called Smith Shop, and we did three workshops last year. And basically, these workshops are to engage with young people and communities that basically they're not accessible to tools and they don't know business owners in the construction industry. And we do a hands-on workshop that teaches them how to put together like small crafts and using power tools. What a great idea. I love that because you're reaching people to your point who normally wouldn't be exposed to any of this stuff. And here you've invited them to get involved and not just watch, but to actually do some hands-on training. Are these sessions held in West Philadelphia and Delaware County? Do you do it all over? So we did two in Chester, mm-hmm. one at our warehouse, another at a makerspace. Thank you, Chester Made. And then we did a workshop with Youth Build of Philadelphia yep. on Broad Street. We actually talked to just the females first because they just thought like our story was really, really inspiring, which sure. it really is. And being my mom had being like a teen mom and these girls, some of them were pregnant or are pregnant. And they are still interested in pursuing their careers in construction. So we started with that. And then we did a little bit more of like being a professional construction Mm -hmm. worker. Right. And learning how to do like feedback activities. 
I really love this story, and I love the inspiration that you had to bring it to life and provide not only hope, especially for young people who may be in transition. Maybe they're in a point in their life that they weren't expecting to be, and here you've given them a pathway, and you've given them a little bit of hope to think about what's next beyond this particular point in their life, and they may be developing a skill or an interest or a passion that they didn't even know they had in them until they were exposed to, you call it Smith? Shop. Smith Shop. I love Love that. Yeah, that is really workshop. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you for seeing that and bringing it to life. Thank you. Because I do have to say, as you are sharing your experiences with me, there's a parallel here. It may be indirect, but there's certainly a parallel between what you're doing today at Smith Flooring and kind of the design aspect you had previously in your training in that fashion world. Yeah. Well, I think that it's given me a little edge. Definitely, because I just see the construction industry just as like a really fun place to work. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so funny, like for me to say it out loud, but right. it really is fun. Right. It also is the real story of my family. Right. So it's authentic when I talk about it. Really, every big GC or every big Finnish company or big construction company was a mom and pop shop. Right. Started out, you know, dad was in the industry. Son took it over. It's just ours is a little different. Kristen and Angelique have some great advice for entrepreneurs, and you can hear it during our full interview with them. Online now at 1210wpht.com slash select. Growing Greater Philadelphia is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia, a council of the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Select is the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, and helps to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our region. Special thanks to the team at General Building Contractors Association, also known as GBCA. The expert construction professionals who are members of the GBCA are literally helping to build the future of Greater Philadelphia. Learn more about all that GBCA does to advance the commercial, industrial, and institutional construction industry by visiting GBCA.com. An extra special thanks to our program producers, Elena Carmazin and Maricela Juarez, along with the great marketing and creative services professionals at our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia and at Entercom. Learn more at selectgreaterphl.com and tune in to our growing Greater Philadelphia podcast anytime at 1210wpht.com slash select. Deloitte LLP is a proud supporter of Select Greater Philadelphia. Deloitte's Philadelphia practice provides audit, consulting, tax, and advisory services, and supports the region's growth and development through their corporate citizenship efforts. Learn more at Deloitte.com. NBC10 and Select Greater Philadelphia are proud to partner on the Growing Greater Philadelphia television program. Watch stories of economic development and business success from across the 11 counties of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania at NBCPhiladelphia.com slash news slash Growing Greater Philadelphia. With a history of more than 130 years of service across the greater Philadelphia community, PICO has a long-standing commitment to a culture of excellence. At PICO, we strive to advance smart energy solutions to provide safe, reliable, affordable, and clean energy and energy services to our customers and the communities we serve. Learn more about PICO at PICO.com. 
Stradley Ronin's more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. Learn more about Stradley Ronin at Stradley.com or call 215-564-8000. Millennials are helping to make Greater Philadelphia a major talent hub in the United States. 39% of millennials hold a bachelor's degree or higher compared with 33% across the nation. Find out more at selectgreaterphl.com and tune in to the growing Greater Philadelphia podcast on radio.com.